everybody. Welcome to Quantum Catechesis. I'm Father Joe Krupp, and you are not. And you're seeing this view of the moneymaker because we're hiding our guest from you. Because his savage good looks and his chiseled abs will overwhelm you. That's not true. So I'm so excited to be here with you today. I can't wait for you to meet this amazing man who's making faces at me right now. But you can't see it because, no, don't even look. They can't see you. This camera's on me. And he's doing awful things, and this is why he's a guest on the show. I've never had more fun than I did working with this man. Uh, although I don't know how much work got done. So uh, before we do that, don't forget, tomorrow, 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 we're going to talk, uh, we're going to do our question and answer session at an exciting new location here. Here. That's where we do it. And then next week, we should be able to wrap up our principles of Catholic social teaching. And then after that, I am geeked out. We're going to do the Swiss Guard show. Yes. I've been putting this together. It should be smoking. And if it's not, it's because you're horrible people. And I don't want you to feel judged by that. But hell's going to be awful. Is that all right to think? Be honest. So, and now I'm going to take a moment and introduce our awesome guest who is awesome. Okay? So today... Let's meet, wait, watch this, Craig, ready? Here's my transition. Let's meet Craig Pohl. Now, I'm gonna list his titles for you. Oh, yes, did you get a crowd? This is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, this is, Craig, everyone in this room loves you. <laughs> Maybe not Marius. Marius is not crazy about you. Uh, but anyway, uh, so Craig, you've got quite the title. I've known Craig since we figured 1995, Paris, France. Right, uh, and uh, but here's his titles now. Okay, he is the chair of the Department of Evangelization and Catechesis for the Diocese of Lansing, and he is the director of the Office of New Evangelization. Uh, he is a dad and a husband with six squeakers, and uh, again, I just love him. So let's all give a warm welcome to Craig Paul. There. The crowd is out of control. Uh, thank you, Father Joe. Awesome. Awesome to be yeah. here. I'm super excited about this. Yeah. This is the type of stuff that I think the, the Catholic world needs to just dive yeah. into. Yes. Let's talk about the Lord. Let's talk about our lives. Let's be real. I'm, I'm so excited to be here. One of my questions, and I've been watching you and just loving this show, and cool. you get me laughing so hard because uh, you're twisted and wrong. Yeah, I need therapy. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, but... What is your, um, the general viewership? What are the numbers? Uh, the 18 trillion. Holy uh, cow. Pesos. You're up to 18 trillion. Pesos. It's about six people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're pretty excited. <laughs> no, we, it's, it's hard because we have three places that we are currently broadcasting okay. from. So people are either seeing this on the Holy Family Facebook page the Father Joseph Krupp Facebook page or the YouTube channel. Okay. When you put them all together, we probably get about 10,000. Wow. Is that right? Per show, right in there. Um, we've hit much higher and we've hit lower. Uh, it's a real yeah. up and down thing because I think people can take me in small doses. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's what my mom always said right before she went on those extended vacations. So Which, our live audience is our, our live audience. Oh yeah, live audience is in the hundreds. Yeah. Our okay. viewership over the next. I see. Few hours to few days yeah. is in the thousands. Because ah, I was starting to get stage fright. I'm like, okay. 10,000 people. Yeah. And if you screw this up, a lot of people will leave the church. But I don't want you to feel any pressure. But you and I actually were on stage in front of 15,000 people at one oh, time yeah. at the Breslin Center yeah. live. And so I've, we've kind of done this before together. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and all the times we've had, like, so again, Craig and I literally, we've known each other since, I thought it was 93, but he pointed out it was 95. And Sean Costello is a regular on this show. Yeah. Uh, and he was a part of our little, we were a group of losers. Yeah. That hung out together in Paris, France. You're supposed to say France now. We. Oui. I say France. Like that, because it really bothers them. Did I ever tell you a story? I was sitting, uh, uh, looking at uh, Notre Dame Cathedral uh, and talking with the vocation director at the time, and we were drinking some coffee at, at a small table, and I was talking about Notre Dame, and a woman. The Notre Dame in Paris. Yes. Got you. This, this is that's important to the story. Yeah, I thought because so. as I was talking about Notre Dame, a woman who was behind me turned around, tapped me on the shoulder, and said, 
and I didn't know who she was, but she was from America. It's Notre Dame. Oh, good Lord. It's like, you know what, France? Win a war. Then you can correct <laughs> yeah, us. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, sorry about that. <laughs> you know, I'll go we back were, to America. <laughs> we were at Normandy, right? We're... Thousands of Americans died trying to liberate a country that didn't fight, right? And some guy made a comment about you Americans. Bishop Carl was there, and I, before I could stop myself, full redneck kicks in, and I said, quote, win a war, then you can correct us. <laughs> that was what the bishop called a formation issue. Yeah. yeah. Two weeks detention. Yes. <laughs> they put you in the hole for that one. Because <laughs> well, about it. All the seminaries standing there were of German extraction, right? It was Pole, Ebenhoe, Mengeling, Krupp. I mean, you couldn't say, oh, Ooh, that's uh, Kinderschnicked, you know. Yeah, we, right. It was like, please, Mr. Frenchman. We... <laughs> so uh, shifting to just a slightly yeah, different Yeah, the whole thing, thing of Jesus or God or something. I, want, yeah, I, want, yeah. I wanted to actually, uh, I wanted to look at, so you can tell a lot about somebody by what they have on their shelves. Okay. Right? Yeah. I mean, you walk into someone's house, you're like, I yeah. see what's important. I can see what's important. You've got, you got a crucifix there, which yeah. uh, the people can't see. Now that's important. I love Jesus. You've got, you know, the victorious Jesus of the cross. You've got Jesus here. You've got Mary. Love mama. Love mama. And then you got this lunch pail with me on it. Yeah. Kung Fu. See, Craig so, and I have the same barber. So there's actually a lunch pail of me on your shelf. Yes. And every time I look, I'm like... I mean, I'm in the ranks with Mary, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> okay. You know I love the heck out of you. Every place I've gone, I've offered him a job. But it turns out you need pay or something? For, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. yeah. My, it's my wife who needs it. <laughs> I'm good. Now, do you see what your lunch pail is sitting on? Duct tape. Duct tape. Because this is our tribe. This is. This is our people. There isn't a day that goes by I don't use duct tape in some manner. Yeah, or thank Jesus for it. A great point. Yes. A great point. We're thinking. actually having good man, We're actually having a mass where duct tape is actually the intention. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. After. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to have anyone there because uh, it turns out something the bishop calls scandal. Oh, well, news to me. Yeah. The point is, it's duct tape. I mean, it holds us together. Yes. The duct tape is the, is the Holy Spirit. Don't, don't do that, please. Craig. No, stop. It's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> for the sake of everyone. <laughs> for the sake of Joe Sorrowful. Okay, so let's do this. Let's mm -hmm. let these beautiful people know Craig Pohl a little more. Okay. okay. And what I suspect is if everybody hasn't left, <laughs> right? Well, how's this? Those of you who've remained, I hope that I, and I'm going to get emotional, I hope you see what I get to see every time I talk to him. Joy, love, uh, vulnerability, um, all those things you look for in someone to, who's here to tell you about Jesus. And, um, and then we'll probably have to have another show where you talk about your job. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. But what I'll invite you to do, my tribe, is to start getting any questions you have together, right? Post them up, and Craig will probably not answer any of them because he is a horrible man. But I'll answer them because I love God. So if you have questions about raising kids, like we're going to talk about your family, if you're comfortable, right? Because uh, your wife's out of jail now, right? Yeah, 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 there was that thing. But yeah, we're so happy for her. <laughs> uh, who hasn't committed manslaughter? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Well, that and you've seen Breaking Bad, right? Yes. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Cause, well, that's how you can know, afford to work for the sure, church. That's exactly yeah. right. You have a car so wash. She took things into her own hands. And I was like, I'm supportive here, honey. <laughs> No, Craig married an angel. Uh, you did. I love that chick. Um, and I love your squigglies. I do. They're, they're, okay, so let's start with this. Tell us about your childhood, right? Where did you grow up? How did you come to know the Lord? I feel like I'm at my counselor's. Yeah. Uh, Wait, I can turn away and face the wall if you want. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> 
Tell me about your childhood. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so I grew up in Westphalia, Michigan. Okay. Um, now this is a, a, a small town, but for those of us who live in Westphalia, we really believe there is no other place like Westphalia. I agree. We and but yet at the same time, I, I'm sure there are other places like Westphalia. No, but. But in the Diocese of Lansing, I know um, nothing like you there's guys. There's probably nothing like us, and and that you know anyway that has its own kind of backstory. We're all German, we're all Catholic. The the church there is uh, is not a sort of subgroup of a larger community. The church is the community. Yes. So you know we have 900 to 1,000 families, and that is the town. Yeah. Uh, very German, very set in our ways, very um, Cheap. family focused, frugal. Yes. We like to say frugal. frugal. Sorry. Cheap. No, I'm just. Has kidding. a connotation of right. Not valuable. Is that what you're that's saying? That's a fine about? point. Yes. Like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> But as someone from Westphalia, we know we're the most valuable. Amen. You are. I'm, I'm just kidding. You, guys, I'm kidding. this is a true story. Westphalia is the opposite of Ann Arbor. Uh, this is my theory. Did I tell you I'm, this? I'm, I'm just hanging on every word okay, right now. So you take Ann Arbor, and Bishop Pavish described it as, Ann Arbor, he said, is seven square miles surrounded by reality. <laughs> right? It's... Uh, it is what it is. But Westphalia, that's my tribe. That's the salt of the earth, hard work, worship of God, love of family. When we sin, it's pretty bodacious. Uh, but what you see is what you get. Yeah. We're, it's, um, it, and you all make priests. And, and, and we have a, uh, a, a, a rooting in the faith that um, that even the smallest spark can can light into yeah. you know a flame, and I would say that's kind of what happened. Yeah. In in you know I went to seminary and came back, and I began youth ministry. And what the town really needed there was always a deep rooting of faith. There was a deep cultural Catholicism commitment, um, but they needed a spark. They needed yeah. something to light it up, and it happened through the youth there. The youth began to really engage the faith, and the reason um, it started to happen, uh, I think, is it, they just needed someone to kind of tip them into that place. Yes. And so something happened to me when I was 14 years old, and I say something happened. It sounds very passive. I went I on a search for God. Story. No, I want them yeah. to hear this. I went on a search for God in my life, um, and you know, I had grown up in this community of yeah. faithful Catholics, but I wasn't convinced there was a God. Yeah. And I had a very so uh, disturbing. Um, uh, just, I was in a, in a in a difficult time in my life, and, yeah. um, and I, I eventually, in my search, began to read the Bible, and was amazed how I could actually understand this because somewhere in my mind, I had learned along the way that we're not supposed to read the Bible, but I. I was reading it sort of defiantly, looking for God, because um, I really, in, in, in a real way, was at the end of my rope. Yeah. And it was because I was pursuing all the wrong things, all the wrong things that a 14-year-old can pursue. Sure. You know? yeah. oh, I yeah. put all my priorities, all my hopes for happiness in the wrong things. I didn't see it at the time, and so I went on this search, and because I realized at that moment, if there is no God, yeah, and it doesn't. None of this really matters, and my my life is pointless. If there is a God, then I want to find out who it is, so that I can find some purpose and meaning with, yes. with life. Because I, I was right there at rock bottom. I read something in the scripture, and I was out in my dad's woods at the time, in the middle of of the woods. Uh, I remember the stump I was sitting on, and I, whatever it was I read, I remember thinking for the first time, I really think this is true. Yeah, I really think that, okay. that Jesus really did come and that he was a real person. I'd never even sat long enough with my faith, even through all the masses I'd been to and all the religious ed and the Catholic education. I'd never really sat and owned this belief. I'd always just done it because that's kind of what you're that's supposed what you to do. hope you're going to hop through. Yeah. In that moment, I stood up and I said, and this is literally it, I pointed to the sky and I said, God, if you're out there, come into my heart and change my life. I can't do this alone. That's it, man. I know, I remember. I got rocked. And in that moment, I remember 
falling to my knees and crying to the depth of my being that I had never cried from before. Yeah. I laughed. I wasn't sad. I was free. Uh, yesterday, I was trying to explain it to someone. I was chosen. Yes. Like I would. I mattered. It was yes. the first time I, I ever really felt it. Yes. Uh, uh, it radically changed me from that point point forward, and the presence of God uh, became a reality in my life that has never changed. Yes. I know he's here. He's not just here. He's inside of me. Like, And I hear him. I see him working in the world. He's yes. active in my life. I've seen miracles. I've been a part of miracles. And so I couldn't help after seminary to come back to my hometown. And I would just want to tell every kid that's just so broken and lost and searching about Jesus Christ. Yes. And that's where it began. We started these Bible studies and it snowballed into like, it just started to really affect our community and a lot of the kids who had gone through the the youth group are now community leaders they're, oh, they're pastoral them. pastoral council yeah. leaders and all this stuff so the church there in westphalia has this great combination there's like this natural virtue yes. mixed with now this ingredient of like now there's a spiritual revival that's taken place and it really has become you know as my wife she's from san diego a lot of great things about San Diego. She doesn't want to move back to San Diego. She loves it. She loves. Yeah. She's like, if there's a place to raise kids in the United States, it's Westphalia, Michigan. She's yeah. like, you can let your kids just run, run free on the playground, and you know the next family is going to be a beautiful Catholic family, and they're going to have the same values as you, and they're going to watch out for your kid and all this. And we go to baseball games, and we take our whole family and kids aren't in sight for most of the two hours and you come back it's like all right great yeah we'll have to retrieve that one from that side of the playground yeah. and that one over there we have a little one-year-old three-year-old you know it just feels great to be a part of such a community yes. that can be we we're looking out for each other so yeah i got a lot of pride coming in from most well, failure uh, but, but it's a holy pride and and guys i'm not kidding what he's saying i've seen and what astounds me is uh, the up and down in terms of clergy, Westphalia has just, it's, <clears throat> to me, the, it shows a lot of what the church is striving for when lay leadership kicks in, right? That there are priests who are great administrators, and you might not know the difference between them and a secular administrator. There are priests who are holy but will crash the parish because they don't have there's there's all these mixes and all these things together and and through it all it's it, it's all dependent on the priest and that's part of the problem yeah. and what i saw in westphalia was a love for their priest mm -hmm. but not an understanding of well he's superman yeah. he's a counselor he's a no no he's our priest mm -hmm. we'll take care of this yeah. we'll take because i don't know if you remember in 2012 i helped there for nine months yeah. And it melted my brain how little I was needed for anything except to be a priest. Yep. I mean, blew me away. That's right. Oh, you're having marital troubles? Oh, talk to the Johnsons. Yep. Or actually, the Lienenschleigens. <laughs> talk to the Fingenmogenbogenschli. <laughs> That's Smith. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. But uh, so I do want to affirm that and tell you I, I find it to be true. Yeah. And I, uh, every time Westphalia came open, I applied. Hmm. If I was in the mix, yeah. uh, because I was like, I want to go there. Yeah. Um, and uh, and of course, the Lord has better plans. I am. This is the parish I was made for. Yeah. I feel that in my DNA. Right. I do. Yeah. Um, well, you've done amazing things here. I have. I mean, I mean it's, these it's, people have. it's amazing what you've done in the time you've been here. You built a church. Uh, they did. Right? Um, yeah. and, I don't know how to build a church. They did. You, you, you have <laughs> brought the school to a whole new level. You have brought this community. I mean, what, your numbers are like double? We're growing a lot, yeah. I mean, I think it's time I sit in that chair and you sit over here. Because I think people are oh, more they're so sick in my crap. They hear, they hear my garbage all the time and usually interlaced with jokes. Like, hey, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> No, you've so, done amazing. Oh, we do have a comment. Okay. My God, he is handsome. Well, thank you, but I'd rather you focused on Craig right now. <laughs> when we were at Lansing Catholic, he and I taught at Lansing Catholic together, and I think 
10 out of 10 women in this girls in that school were in love with him. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, I do. No, no I, I was like, do you remember I called you one time? It was after I left and I was at MSU where Jesus went to school and a bunch of former students walked by and I'm sitting on my porch and they, oh my gosh, Father Joe. And so we're sitting and talking and all the girls were talking about how in love with Craig Pohl all the girls were at school. It's because I played guitar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you killed your sheep. That was the other thing. And oh, yeah, it. yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's true. I did have a sheep. Um, that became Puff. a school a school controversy. And, That's right. And the, 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 the sheep's name Puff, was Puff. Right? Yeah. And I was actually told by the principal and the administration at large uh, that I can no longer talk about the sheep anymore because the, the students were so disturbed by the fact that I was going to eat the sheep. And the and it was delicious, bro. It was unbelievable. I loved that sheep. Tender. Mm. Uh, no, hold on. You don't call them sheep chops though. <laughs> well that was the thing these are all city kids so I think they thought when they order lamb at the restaurant I think they thought something happened with plastic or something <laughs> right right and right, it's right. like no that thing had a mom and dad well I have to I have to tell you you know we've been calling it sheep we were calling it a lamb and that changes things people oh it's a cute little lamb you're yeah. not gonna and lambs yeah, are I evil am. Lambs, uh, lambs are stupid. They're I, stupid and willful. Yes. Like, like um, just, you know, so a horrible combination. Yes. <laughs> but the, <laughs> it really is. Like, for those who, you know, whatever, I remember the first time as a kid, I had worked a sheep farm, our neighbor had sheep, and I came home after like two weeks of it and hated sheep. <laughs> yeah. I was like, at first I thought they would be like these little puffballs with yeah. legs, and yeah. oh, you know, and I'm going to hold them. and Like Jesus they're, does, yeah. They're, you know, at first we like, <laughs> you know, <they're> like, <laughs> I do a great cigarettes. lamb. <laughs> 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 Come get it. Yeah. <laughs> but they're willful, they're mean, and they're dumb as rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll never forget truly the first Sunday where the priest gets up and Jesus says, you're my sheep. And I'm like, I get it. <laughs> I get it, Jesus. I always thought Jesus referred to us as these cute little puffballs. Yeah. And he's no, like, no, no. You, drive, you people drive me nuts. You're dumb. You're willful. And you're mean. And you're mean. We're just dumb. So, anyway, uh, so the problem came in, just to round out the story, was that I actually named the lamb puff. They said, yeah. you can't name it because then it becomes your pet. And you can't eat your pet. But I still... I submit you can. There you go. There you have it. Like, we we killed pigs every year. Yeah. Gwendolyn was uh, was the first one I remember <laughs> that I like played with and all this. And then Gwendolyn was in the freezer. Time for you to go. Yeah. <laughs> and then I remember Homer. Homer was uh, the the first one I remember where it's like, where's Homer in the freezer? Whoa. Oh my God. And then you feel bad, and then you eat Homer, and you're like, Homer, I love you. Well, that's you're when, delicious. That's that's when it, that's when you're happy for Homer because. He's achieved his highest good, yes. as Thomas Aquinas would say. I yeah. mean, that right there, he has He's arrived. in heaven and in my belly. <laughs> 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 this is why they won't... So we've worked together at three different places, and at none of them would they ever let us sit together. And I'm dead serious. Do you remember when they put a room between us? They put us... We were doing a retreat together, and they gave us a room together. And then after the first night... They made us have two rooms adjoining, and then the third night we had to have a room between us. I, I don't really know why. Me either, because we were we were praying too loud. That's we the thing. Jesus and God, or something. Yeah. Yeah. I. But they they were the ones in charge, and I mean we're generally obedient and yeah, ish. We go with it. Yeah, we're obedient, just ish. not to like authority. We're obedient to our desires. No, so, uh, so, okay, brother. So you go to seminary, and that's another place where I encountered you, and the Lord called you to married life. Yes. So I think I've told you guys about this. There's guys who we say discern out, and Craig discerned out. And what that means is they engage the process, and... There's leaving the right way and there's leaving the wrong way. Leaving the wrong way is, I don't know, but he left the right way. You discerned with the proper authorities, and it seemed like the Lord was through your religious superiors and your heart saying, no, you should get married, yeah. right? Yeah. So now you've left seminary, you're leading young people to Christ in Westphalia, yeah. and uh, what's the, take it from there, bro. Yeah, so so if I can just backtrack really quickly, sure. for anybody who, who is in discernment, um, um, 
It's so confusing sometimes. Yeah. And one of the things I saw about my discernment process, now it was a 10-year process because I really did believe God was calling me to the priesthood. Sure. And every time I began to open that door and walk in, the joy in my heart, the the, the energy, the life-giving energy for, for, for doing this with my life and, and spreading the gospel would kind of get zapped. And, mm. and I remember talking to my spiritual director just going, I'm supposed to be a priest! And him just going, well, Craig, right now I'm not sure God's giving you the grace to do it. And it began to just become clear. Look at all these people around me who are flourishing. Yeah. They're like on cloud nine thinking about, I'm going to be a priest and all this. And I'm just like, this is the heavy burden I must bear uh, until the day of my death. Yeah. And then I shall receive my reward. Like, yeah, that's literally I know, what I get you, bro. Yeah, that's I get you. what I was going through. And, and one priest, one um, um, uh, spiritual director said, Craig, no one would go into a marriage like that. Wow, great call. Bro. I was like, wow. And he goes, wow. and let's look at this too. And he goes, look at what, what God has been doing through you as a layman. Yeah. You weren't even a priest. You're just a layman. You're just a layman. He's like, look what God's Lay trash. Yeah. Lay trash is generally yeah, that's, how That's how the Bible refer, refers to yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seriously. Just kidding. There you go. Yeah, we're totally <laughs> okay, kidding. I just want to make yeah. sure we're clear. <laughs> this is a joke we have. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Basically, when Craig left, you know, seminary, I just explained to him, you're less of a person yeah. now. That's all. Yeah. It was very sensitive. Yeah. I mean, and life it didn't really add to the confusion or difficulty no, in my life no. at the time. I told him hell was a bad place. Yeah. I was worried you didn't get that. <laughs> As I was going through my own personal hell, I really found Father Joe's advice to be worse. <laughs> I actually longed for hell. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if I may interrupt, this is, you know, what's crazy about your, and, and the way Jesus put us together is I was the opposite mm -hmm. in a sense yeah. that when I felt compelled internally to go into seminary, I really had that same attitude of, well, Lord, I'll say yes and suffer for you. Right. And I thought I was so noble. Yeah. And it was within a year in seminary where my abject hubris and ignorance humiliated me. Mm. I was like, I want this wow. call, wow. right? That that opposite experience, was it where you were like, hey, I want in. Yeah. And as you engaged, it was clear your soul was saying, no, bro, this is nice, but this ain't you. Yeah. Mine was the opposite. Yeah. I engaged so reluctantly and in it, it was like every day, this little kindle of a fight, like I'll bet yeah. when you met your girl. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, yeah. So pardon me for interrupting. No, that is, that, that's But right. Jesus yeah. helped you recognize, no, Craig, this isn't what I want for you, bro. Yeah. And and it doesn't mean your days in seminary are a waste. Holy cow. And that no. brings brings us here. The, the, the thing I've always known since my encounter with Christ is that I lay my life at his feet. My, my life. Does, and we can all do this. We can all do this wherever we are. We all not just can, we all should. We all need to do this. We need to lay our lives at his feet. We need to see what we do every day Praise as God. a sacrifice, a living sacrifice to him out of love and, and, uh, and obedience and all of that that we give to God. And so it's, but for me, what I've realized is how God is working through me through, through different, um, it's just different circumstances where I've seen him blessing the work that, that, that I've been involved with, yeah. with, with spreading the gospel. And there's a point where all of a sudden I just realize here it is God speaking through me. It is it, like you, you know what it's like. It's I do. all of a sudden you get this, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, yep. someone else has the wheel at this point. Yes. And these things come out of your mouth and you go, I learned something here. Yeah. Like something coalesced in my mind that was never there before. And what, what God was doing is using me to communicate something to people or something someone who needed to hear that. It wasn't yes. something I needed to know beforehand or anything. His spirit was speaking. And so I, I felt like God has me here to spread the gospel. And throughout all the years I was a youth minister, I taught uh, high school theology and philosophy. That's where you and I work yeah. really closely together. 
Um, I, I worked for Renewal Ministries, uh, uh, the Catholic missionary organization. I've been on several uh, several month long mission trips yeah. in um, in Latin America. Uh, worked as the director of new evangelization here in the diocese and in parishes. And in all of those, I've always just put it before the Lord. And this this has been my prayer, especially after getting married, having kids, and a whole new set of responsibilities I never knew before. Yeah. God, if you want me in ministry, provide for me. Yeah. And never have we wanted for anything. Miraculously, we both, and, and a lot of couples have this story, honestly, yeah. when they lay, like, we strive to be faithful tithers. Oh, uh, I, I get, uh, I get oh, relatively Craig. small paycheck, yeah, but no. we say, nope, this is God's first. So we strive for that. And we are amazed. If we were to put the numbers together, we'd say, there's no way we're going to make it this year. And we do. Yeah. And God I is don't mean to, You're killing me. Yeah. I, and, and that's what, I, I wish people knew about people who work for the church as that for most of them, I know you, you could be making three times what you're making in the secular world, but God, and just my hand to heaven, bro, you know, dad, last night, dad and I were talking and the Lord did one of these little things. Uh, if you don't mind me telling this story for you, sure. So what had happened is, uh, my sister came to visit Saturday, and she sat on my couch, and she was like, Joe, this is a piece of crap couch, <laughs> right? It's, it's hard. And I, I said, it's my fault, right? I, I had a shot, and I bought a cheap couch instead of a, a good one, yeah. right? And it's okay. And I, I said, you know, so she says to me, this is Kelly, I'm going to pray the Lord brings you a chair, right? And... Starting that day when she got home, she began mailing me ads for chairs. Which one do you want Jesus to give you? Now, she doesn't have any money. I know she's not going to. And, and she was dead serious. Which one do you think the Lord wants to give you? And so I picked one, right? And it's one of these big, fat chairs, super cushy. And then she told me the price. And I'm like, yeah, that's not my chair. <laughs> that yesterday someone gave me that exact amount of money plus or that amount plus 50 for no reason and the 50 was to go out to lunch after you bought it oh, right? i thought or it something? was for the crack because uh, i did i sparked up a crack pipe <laughs> in praise to our lord uh, no i well, didn't you're good okay spark well it's high in vitamin d or something i that's what the guy who sold it to me said although i didn't sleep huh I didn't know vitamin D keeps you awake. But all kidding aside, the Lord did that. So I'm sharing it with Dad, and Dad just laughs. And he says, son, if you do the math, there's no way I fed all you kids. Yeah. There's no way. He said, I made a commitment when I was a boy. The church gets my 10%. Mm. And he says, and she did. Yeah. Church always. And he raised his six, and he raised at least 10 others. And I mean, all in beyond the total number of 38 kids that him and mom took in yeah. and their married life together. And he told me literally yesterday, the math doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it, it really, the story after story, and this really, I think it, it, it's so important to accentuate the point that, that God wants a relationship with us, not, not just when we're in big need, um, just really quickly, we yeah, just finished, it, bro. We, we finished our basement just recently, which has been a miracle because we've only had two bedrooms for our six kids. And so we've been trying to find a way to, to actually bring some order to our lives. And so now we have two, two bedrooms in the basement and um, two bedrooms upstairs. And, um, and Allison was sort of feeling guilty, but she said, I'm, we, we need a sectional because there's a space in the basement where we need a section. And she said, I'm going to pray that God sends it, that, that okay. God will open this up, that it would be close and that it would be affordable. The next day. Okay, now. This is, this is, this is okay, so funny now. because she's just like, God really cares. The next day, our next door neighbor, uh, a total of 50 steps away from our house. Yeah calls up and says, hey, we have a sectional that we've had in our basement for a long time. We, we just want to give it to you. 
Allison's like, I, that was a private prayer. Like, <laughs> yeah, I do. What are you telling the neighbors <laughs> for, Lord? Yeah. I'm like, I didn't say anything. She's like, this is a miracle. Like, this yeah. is a miracle. And, and she goes, I feel ridiculous. She's telling her family, and they're like, yeah, that is a little ridiculous. And no, no, it's not. This is a, this is an opportunity to praise the Lord because He cares about the little. He cares about the medium. He cares about the big. He wants to be a part of every part of our lives. It's just His way of saying, you know, I love you so My much. My eye is on the sparrow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, that I. I. There is so. When I was a kid, that was cute. Oh, isn't that cute? The Lord's eyes on the sparrow. Mm. And then he gets you exceptional. And then he gets me a chair, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And you're just like, holy crap. When you open, His eyes on the sparrow. That's it. And, and that goes back to my conversion where, where I just realized he's speaking to us in every moment of the day. He's speaking if you have the eyes to see, the ears to hear. And that's what the spirit gives us. Yeah. That's what I was living without before. I yeah. didn't see him all around me. Now I do, and I can't help but tell everyone about him. I can't yeah. help it. And, you know, when we present our physical needs to the Lord, a couch, a chair, or a sectional, yeah. and, a, and a chair, and he meets them, it's such a joyful thing, yeah. right? But then we forget to apply that to our spiritual poverty. Mm. When I say to the Lord, Lord, I love you, and I can't get this right, yeah. right? Uh, addictive behavior habitual sin, non-thinking sin. Yeah. And we then have that poverty. And for some reason, that one we freak out about. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, there's there's a difference between a chair and a sin, yeah. right? Yeah. But in God, I think with that heart of our Lord, we shouldn't be ashamed of our spiritual poverty yeah. uh, in the same way that you aren't ashamed to want a sectional. Right. And to say to the Lord, give me a sectional. If yeah. it's your will, and we love it close. Why are we then ashamed to say to our Lord, Lord, give me more love in my heart. Yeah. Today I was praying for someone in my prayer time. And to be honest, someone I struggle to like. Yep. And I was praying that the Lord would heal him, hmm. which I felt pretty good about, yep. right? Uh, you know, but then right in the middle of it, he filled my heart with love for that person. Mm. And I, I could, it wasn't a feeling as much as a conviction. Yeah. And that's when it hit me. He was like, that's what I need. Mm. I need to heal you too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, right. That you need to pray that he's healed, not so he stops being a jerk and hurting you, but because he's my boy. Yeah. Look, pray for him because you love him. Yeah. Does this make sense? Oh, totally, totally. And he was with me this morning yeah. at 6.07 a.m. Yeah. Right there going, I got you. Yeah. I got you. <clears throat> yeah. Don't Jesus. be afraid of your poverty. God is with us. God is with us. And, yeah. and that's the, you know, that <clears throat> it's just, it just redefined my life um, today. Uh, you know, I, I'm working for Bishop Boyer uh, at the Diocese so of Lansing. And trying to do what I can um, from that level. I know for me, I feel like God uh, uses me in, in, in some respects, feel like God uses me most powerfully on the grounds. Um, yes, but, I agree. But then at the level that I am now, I don't get as much on the ground stuff. It's a lot more sitting through meetings and moving the levers from, from up you. there. But it's right for me. I know it is. And there's a little bit more of a spirit of obedience that I have to um, I have to live with to be there because it's not as enjoyable per se. Sure. I love my job. You're not pounding the pavement anymore. That's right. I'm up there and it's kind of like, whoo, you don't really get to see the fruit or you experience the fruit as much because you're not right there where I feel like that's where my passion is. Now, who knows what God has in store and I'm fully committed to, to where I am. Here's an interesting thing. When I have doubts that I'm where I ought to be, this is no joke. I went through a very hard time uh, working in this position for about a six-month period. Just, I don't know what was going on, just a lot yeah, of questions. Just banging away at your heart. Different people came in that I didn't even have like day-to-day -day contact with who wouldn't even have known that I was going through these sort of internal doubts. God wants me to tell you that you're where you're supposed to be. I don't okay know why now. I'm saying this, okay now. but this... Seriously. No, I trust me. People that would just come in and visit and just say, hey, I just need to drop this off and your name came up in prayer this morning and I just want you to know. 
What? Like, it was just God there using other people who were open to God, using them and, 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 you know, encouraging me where I needed to be encouraged. And I hope I can be that to other people as well. But, but that's kind of where I am in my life right now. Like, I just want to serve the Lord. I love what I'm doing. I feel like, I honestly feel like there's no better job in the world. Like I get to do this. Yeah. Like before, when I had my conversion, before I even came out of the seminary, um, I thought, how in the world am I going to do what I'm passionate about? There wasn't even a position for that. The closest I could get was youth minister. Right. So that's why I became a youth minister, because I'm just like, that's the closest thing I can get to being right there and spreading the gospel. And uh, and then all of a sudden, these new evangelization positions started opening up. How are you doing? And that's where I was, like, if, if I could peg my heart into any category, it would be evangelization. That's yes. what, what I really feel like God has, has marked me with. And didn't you put together the Eucharist walk? down Michigan Avenue no with a lot of help oh, oh, oh yes I get that but I mean I think the Lord put that on your heart and then this was an event guys where I don't know three years ago I don't know I'm bad at this yeah yeah where um, all Catholics in our diocese were invited to come down to the diocese uh, cathedral and we processed with the Blessed Sacrament all the way to MSU four miles four miles Thousands of Six Catholics. Thousand Catholics from the cathedral to the state capitol. And from the state capitol, it's a straight shot to the Brussels right down Center. Michigan. Four miles. When I first proposed it to the bishop, uh, he was just really funny. I said, I, I think God wants us to make a statement of our love and devotion for our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. And, and not just that, but to give people an opportunity to do something that, that like to walk four miles with him because yes. it's him. Yes. And, and he just, he was, really? Four miles? <laughs> really? He's like, can't we start it from this other church that's like two miles closer? I'm like, no. No. And he, and talk about humility. Bishop I love was, him. Yeah. He's so great. He's just, Craig, I trust you. <laughs> I said, so is that a yes? Yeah. And bam, we were off. And and it was, for, and I walked next to you the whole way. Yep. And I, I just, got to hold your squint and your squeak. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And we were, I got to tell you, as far as just like, just glowing with pride for the people that showed up. Yeah. People were just, you had police officers on the side of the procession kneeling down when yep. the Blessed Sacrament came. Yep. There wasn't one person who came up and said, man, this was poorly put on, or this could have been yeah. done better. Not one, not one person. And Catholics can gripe. Oh, yeah. We are professional <laughs> complainers. Because we know what perfection's supposed to be in right. this life. But by golly, <laughs> I always laugh at those stories. I just told a young priest this uh, last week. He called me and he was just heartbroken. And, and basically it was parishioners complaining. And I said, bro, I said, I'm all talk on this. My feelings get hurt too, right? But I said, what you gotta remember is literally, and this is, I mean, objectively true. Jesus restored a man who couldn't walk. This man couldn't walk. And Jesus touched him and the dude got up and got his mat and started skipping away. And the first response of the crowd was, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Remember that? Remember that? Right? There was another time, dude yeah, had a right. withered hand. Right. Jesus like stretched that puppy out. Right? He stretched out, hands back. And what's the first reaction? You're doing it wrong. Right? Every time, almost every time, Jesus did an insane miracle, the response of the crowd was, you're not supposed to do it like that. <laughs> that's, right? that's super and insightful. Just, that's every Catholic. Yeah. Right? That at every Mass, we get to hear the Word of God. Well, what's God's mind? It's written down. You don't have to guess. Right. How does God think? How does God act? What does God say? We don't have to guess. Yeah. And if you want, pop in here. Every day we read it. Yep. And then, just as a side note, he enters bread. <laughs> right. And it's like, no, consume me. Let me yeah. be your heartbeat and your breath and your muscle. And your and, and what, what is the response? Well, I couldn't hear. Temperature's bad. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, Father did that wrong. God and it's you. like, that's our response. <laughs> At least we're consistent. Yeah. 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 We're consistent. <laughs> you know, and I had to tell this guy that. I says, bro. I don't know. I can only speak to Catholics. I've never served in a Hindu, you know, uh, whatever temple. Do they have temples? I don't know. I've never served in a mosque. I've never served in a synagogue. 
But I know our tribe, Jesus gives us the greatest miracle ever. And our response is, the church is cold. (laughs) And I always tell them, I'm fat. So it will never be cold enough. Like, if you can hang me in church, then I'm like, I'm not hot. I'm sorry. I I don't have anything to say. I'm just, I'm speechless. And I do it. Right, today, I'm sorry I'm talking so much. Dude, this is good stuff. This is gold. I would so rather they heard you. But today, St. Jane de Chantel, and that chick is awesome. And she should be a doctor of the church. Mm. But you know why she isn't? This is so crazy. Francis threw her letters away. All the beautiful things she wrote to Francis de Sales, he'd read them, and then he'd throw them away. And whatever he wrote her, she kept and treasured. So we have all of his writings, and we have what he read in hers that he wrote back to her about. You gotta love this guy. That is such a male-female thing. Yeah, He's yeah, like, right. oh, that's a great letter. Um, but there's this one great thing, and I talked about this in the homily this morning, that literally changed me from Jane, right? St. Jane de Chantel, um, where she, you know, she had a lot of money. And uh, her beloved went to be with the Lord, and uh, he was killed in a hunting accident. Mm. Yeah, she shot him right in the head. I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's an accident? <laughs> yeah. it was so many things I want to say. Accident. It was a Montrose <laughs> accident where she's like, honey, why don't you head on out to the store? Bam! You know, so um, patron saint of difficult husbands. Is that right? right? Okay, know, good, patron yeah. saint of uh, bear hunting where there aren't any bear. <laughs> But no, uh, so she, every day, opened the doors to their house and just fed the poor all day. Mm. So, you know, it was middle ages, my God, there was no shortage of poor. And they would just line up. And one of her people came to her one day complaining because there were poor people getting their breakfast, eating it, running around behind the house, changing clothes and getting back in line. (laughs) And they went, we have to stop this. And Jane's answer was, I do that to God all the time. Wow. Right? Who am I? Wow. Who am I to judge them for doing physically the same crap I pull on God all the time? Wow. God, I'm hungry for you, so I'll pray today. Wow. Uh, God, I'm going to try to con you into getting what I want. Yeah. Isn't that? Ooh, wow. That's that's really deep. And I do the same thing. When I went to Mass as a civilian, oh, I could pick out, well, that's wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. And I walk out of church. It's hot in there. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm technically complaining. I can never tell. It's more just I'm always going to be hot. I'm just that guy. I never feel cool enough. Yeah. Uh, Well, you're definitely hot and you're not cool. Right. Well, let me. Sometimes when I get out of the pool, I like shake my head and slow motion. Oh, yeah. You kind of think you're in that commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I am, right? Okay, we have some questions. Dear stupid, oh, this is for you. Uh, If I had a nickel. If I had a nickel. Okay, Um, wait, there was one from from our England man, and it's gone now. Oh, I thought you passed over it. I I had a question from Richard. (laughs) Richard's from England, and he says, my British accent is perfectly awful. Oh, perfectly awful. No, no, just perfectly awful. He said he Googled. Um, oh, he got the answer? No, he said he Googled where are you from? Australia. Australia. It was something about all the Germans. He said they have more Germans than the British royal family. Yeah, which is hard to pull off. <laughs> it's hard to pull off, you know. You know a crazy thing about so like this Queen is of... A nice. Yeah. Well, you know, in fact, here's a crazy thing. Richard, back me up. I'm 90% sure I'm right, and if I'm not, you got to tell me. Queen Elizabeth, right, dignified... I don't know, there's something... Almost mystical about her. Yeah. And I have no interest in royalty. Mm, sure. I don't care. Sure. She's amazing. Yeah. So here's a crazy thing. True story. Right back in the 11th century, there was a Viking. There was two Vikings. They were brothers. Uh, Rollo the Walker and Ragnar the Wanderer. Okay? And true story. They invaded England. And mostly for looting and pillaging. And then they found, this is good farmland. And that really was the beginning of the Viking invasions of England and the rest of Europe, okay? Rollo was called the walker. He was so big that they, he didn't ride a horse, right? And, you know, these, these were, right? You gotta remember, English hadn't seen anything this big. They hadn't really bumped into the Germanic tribes as much. Yeah. So when they first saw Vikings, 
they were just seeing monstrous humans with yeah. red hair yeah. and green. They'd never seen this before. Yeah. And through the process of marriage and settling in, like Rollo the Walker married a, I think he married the granddaughter of Charlemagne. Okay. Right? Charles the Bald. I think it's his daughter, but I'm not sure. Right? Those are her ancestors. Oh, wow. I know. Isn't Whoa. that remarkable? Whoa. Uh, That's cool. That she is, if I have it right, and I'm fairly sure I do. And again, Richard, if you know and can help me, or Sean, Sean watches too. Um, I'm 90% sure she is genetically directly related to Ragnar Lothbrook and Rolo the Walker. Wow. It's, think about the biological continuity. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. You, 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 yeah. So many levels. And what's also kind of cool about my family history yeah. is, you know, being a proud German sure. and all that. 100%. Uh, 100% purebred. Yep. Um, my brother did the whole spit test. Oh, thing. nice. And as they, and then my parents did that whole thing and they, genetic sequence and all that stuff. And initially, they're like, you are pegged here in the sort of, I think it was like the Austria oh, um, Black yeah, Forest. Yeah, you would be over by uh, the whole uh, Ruhr Valley region. Okay. Right? Yeah. And, and so, okay, we're like, sweet, okay, we know our heritage and, and all this, and it's just what we've always been taught, and we're from Westphalia, Michigan, and all this. Well, then someone else spit in a cup from my family. Yeah. Turns out there's a little Scandinavian in there. Oh, sure. Well, Vikings. Vikings. There's a lot of raping. Next thing yeah. you know. I don't mean to. Is that? Oh, I don't mean that scandalously no, or that comically. That was their thing. Yeah, that yeah. was their thing. That's uh, and so next thing you know, we we found out we're actually traceable to the whole Vikings. But then totally. we find out that that's what the Germanic. The like, Germanics and the Vikings got along great. Just, <laughs> they, no, they really did. Yeah, it's right. true. Well, we uh, could connect uh, on the uh, violence uh, yeah. and the oppressiveness. Right. And, you know. No, but really, if you look, like, I, I, you know I read a ton. Yeah. And you look at the way the Germans, Germanic tribes lived their lives. They were the only people the Romans never conquered. Yeah. That they really set their mind on. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Aurelius came close just by genocide. He yeah. went for genocide. Yeah. He said they're an unruly people. They can't be governed. Yeah. Kill them all. Yeah. Right. It's in uh, our side was we can't be conquered. Right. It truly right. And when the Vikings started invading, more often than not, the Germans joined them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because the Germans had their system of gods, and the 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 Vikings. Now nobody called them Vikings. We call right. them Vikings. Right. They called them Danes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at the time, yeah. and Viking is simply the verb for raiding. Okay. Right? Does this make sense? Yeah. So it wasn't, nobody called them Vikings, they called them Danes, and to Vike was to raid. Was to raid. So people, yeah. Viking. Do you know why uh, they called the barbarians barbarians? Yes. I think you told me. I think I did. Barbar. Yeah, German. That's bar, what, bar, bar, bar. German they, they, has they, all those bars in it. Yeah, it just, they, they, the, the people not of that, um, of that culture listened to them talking and they heard bar, 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 yep. bar. And so they are the barbarians. I thought, that's a fun little thing. Oh, that's our <laughs> tribe. If you ever want, go on YouTube and type in German bar, bar, bar. And there's a three minute video where they use every occurrence of the phrase barbar in German <laughs> in all the ways it does. So they make this one long sentence about someone going, oh, I'm just going on and on. Oh, there's a comment. Okay, <laughs> sorry. We are, this is bad. Four yeah. hours Something later. Something about Jesus and God, <laughs> yes. Okay, Richard, she is basically related to nearly all the royal families in Europe. Okay, Queen Victoria had a ton of kids, and is that her mom? Was Victoria her mom? Does he know? Well, well I'm sure he'd know. Okay, I got it. Okay, so brother, we have another question for you. Sorry we got off track. But in the end, the Vikings and Germans, as I understand, Germanics, right? Yep. There was no Germany. Yep. Didn't really fight as much as went, okay. Yeah. Because they're Thor, Woden, all those gods yeah. matched right up with theirs. Freyda, yeah, uh, Tyrs. Uh, wow, although, you yeah. really have a depth of, was, of knowledge oh, no, I'm on this. Wow. Okay, so any advice? I am studying Catholicism. It all makes sense. I am struggling 
let, with letting my guard down to trust, love, and believe the God, in God. I got you. Wow. P.S. The two of you are cracking me up. <laughs> I was raised Catholic and studied multiple religions. I started watching, and it all just made sense. Now for the hard part. Let go and let God. I get you. Saint Teresa, right? It is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of a loving God. Mm. Yeah, I know. And if you don't mind, you know, we pray that you've acknowledged the fear. And I have to acknowledge this fear. I promise you, at least once a week, Jesus, I'm scared of you. I'm scared of what happens when I say yes, because he has a lot more faith in me than I do. Yeah. So Jesus, bless your beautiful heart and give you strength. He's not let me down yet. Amen. Ah, all right. Okay, this one's for you, because my wife and I don't pray. <laughs> and... Well, the one in Utah, we pray, yeah, yeah, but that's yeah, over yeah. the phone. Okay, and that's yeah. it. The yeah. one in that's Bama, the powerful. one in Michigan, the yeah. one in none of those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any advice on having a prayer life together with your spouse? Yeah. Sometimes it feels awkward to pray together, even though we know it should be done. Yeah. Plus, we have a four-month-old now, so it's only made it more complicated. Do you have any wisdom here for, for us? First and foremost, um, something that, uh, that we hear a lot um, in sort of cliche form, a family that prays together stays together. Yeah, I got you. There is no more truth in this world than that yeah. when it comes to marriage. Family that prays together stays together. And that's uh, that's something to, to place as a priority. And I'll tell you something. The more... Um, you should look up couples prayer. And I'm not sure... Like, uh, uh, research it. Type it into Google. Couple, couples prayer. Couples prayer. Couples okay. prayer, yeah. And, and what they do is they give good suggestions for how to kind of get up on your feet and pray together as is a that, couple. That's a website. It, there is. It's a Okay, guys. Couples prayer is a website you should check out. This is great. Yeah. I can use this. This is. It's really fun. Foundational um, to to a relationship, and and I'll say Allison and I don't get it perfect every night. We do pray together. Um, we pray as a family, and we have made that a core. We do not go to bed without praying as a family with our kids, yeah. and we are very vulnerable and open with our prayers. Uh, in front of all of our children. Now, our children are nine and younger. When yeah. you get into their teens and you have to start maybe... Beating them. Beating them during yes, prayer. I'm just and kidding. So, <laughs> just kidding. It's a sacrificial sort of um, thing. But anyway... You know, Violence we'll get, for Jesus. That's a different book. And that's that website. No. Uh, <laughs> but the, but the, the really... Um, it's going to be a little awkward. Don't feel like you're not not supposed to be doing it because it feels awkward. And uh, as you begin and do it more and more and more, and you start start voicing prayers together, um, all of a sudden it becomes awkward to not do it. Well, isn't it? And I'm not being funny here, and I hope you don't hear this as crude. I would assume it's like intimacy. Yeah. Right. That you love your wife, she loves you, but until you are used to each other, it's still awkward. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. there's got to be an awkward. So, I, you know, prayer is very intimate. Yeah. Um, and so I think the awkwardness is actually a sign they get it. Yeah. And God, God does something. God, I mean, there are tangible things that, that, that I could speak about if we had more time about what God changed in our lives, um, in our external lives and our interior lives, that all of a sudden we related back to the prayer that we were praying together. Okay, now. It really is. There, there's something we can see that God is doing. And so, um, so he supplies a new grace that you may not have right now. Um, so oftentimes we fret about things that, that, you know, we don't have the grace to be in. And so, wow, you know, I can't do that. Well, maybe you can't if you don't have the grace. But when you enter into it and you ask God for the grace to do it, especially with couple, with praying with your spouse, God will give you the grace to do this. Stick with it. And I want to really go with, with what you were just saying, like everything in marriage, um, you grow into it. Mm. And it, there will come a time where your sons, daughters, whoever, will look at you and say, yeah. I want what you have. Yeah. And you will be able to say, we pray together. And that right there will be a foundation that you can pass on as a legacy. Yeah. And I, you know, I experienced that. Like where I was blessed, I was given every advantage. I was, spiritually. Um, my mom and dad, like truly, one of the funniest f phenomena I ran into as a new priest was when people would say, 
well, what should I do if my kid won't go to church? And I didn't know what to do with that information, so I asked mom and dad. And mom and dad didn't know what to do with that question. And then one day it hit me, and I don't know how they pulled it off. It never occurred to me I could. It never occurred to me my opinion mattered, mm. right? In a good way, as a kid. I was mm -hmm. the kid. My mm. folks didn't let me be their buddy, and they weren't afraid of me. Yeah. Uh, so I can truly say, and I got into things. Uh, I did some bad stuff. <clears throat> but in my worst days, it never occurred to me that I could say, well, I don't want to go to church, and they would give a rep. Right. You're going to church. Yeah. And the same with prayer. We had to pray after dinner every night, and I hated it. Seven out of ten times, I hated it. There was ball to be played, yep. right? There was, uh, I, and we all fought them in various ways. Yep. And I'm sure for them, prayer time wasn't peaceful. Yep. We destroyed it. Holy cow. Right? I can speak about that, but yes. that'll be a whole nother show. Right. The whole show. But to this day, I look back and I'm so grateful. You're a priest. Yeah. I mean, Isn't that crazy? You you went through it like that's the thing. Your parents are going, you know, and this is the line I've drawn too. Actually, prayer is the most important part of the day, and you're you and my kids resist it. Yeah. My kids zone out during it. Yeah. My kids constantly and and we will we'll say we don't call you to excellence in everything you do. We call you to excellence here, yeah. and you're not gonna like it. But down the road, you're gonna understand, and there will be a grace. That, yes. That, that carries you through. Oh, I see the time poop, because we got another great question for you. What's the question, uh, and we'll answer it four months well, from can now. We, can we just have you back? Yeah, can you come back? Will your probation officer allow that, or? Can you give me a little more of a stipend? Than, sure. Than, yeah, 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 what about we'll two bucks? <laughs> double my stipend. Boy, two sandwiches. A buck two yes. fifty. Two sandwiches. Well, a sandwich yeah. and a half. Yeah, yeah let's two not get crazy. Chips. Yeah, two bags of chips Deal. that you share with me. Deal. 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 <laughs> Whatever. It's more than I got this I time. I don't <laughs> something out kind of crazy. Seriously. <laughs> do you know how I said I'm never cold? Yeah. My feet are cold, and I couldn't figure out why. I just realized I didn't wear shoes today, <laughs> and I don't know. No, I noticed it right when I walked in. I'm like, oh, he's doing that today. I don't know what this is. Like, and I don't know when, like, I pray I wore shoes today. Right? What kind of, did you take your meds this morning? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm dead serious. When we did gotta this get happen? Going. <laughs> it's, when did this happen? <laughs> I don't know. I had to wear them at mass because I went outside. <laughs> I don't know. And I went to St. Mark's, so I took them off at some point, I think. Because my feet aren't wet. <laughs> like, I've been sitting here for five minutes obsessing over this. When did these shoes come off? And so I, went, I woke up, I went to Mass here, I went over to Mark's and did some stuff there, and then we went to the ATM and came here. But I got out of my car to go to St. Mark's and it's wet out. So How many people do we still have watching? Oh, that's right. I'm so sorry. I'm, I forgot. They need a t-shirt. I made it through the episode with Craig Bull. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the no shoe episode. How about this? The shoe incident of 2021. As it shall not be called. Do you know my one of my first weeks as a priest I did, I was at Gerard and there was no outside between rectory and church. And after mass, it's same thing. I'm like, man, my feet or cold and I looked out I don't have shoes on I don't have socks on right true story and uh, it was in the middle of mass and I'm like well I can't stop and all you can do is pray nobody notices well the whole freaking world notice that space boy doesn't have shoes or socks on this is a true what story. story did you go to like Franciscan it was the I said something about God and Jesus and then I looked self-righteous you should have said, God told me, remove your shoes, you are for holy this ground. is holy ground. How you doing? Huge. Huge. All right, so I'm going to lead us in prayer, and tomorrow we're going to do question and answer, and then, Craig, we're going to get you back. And you know what we got to do, Seth? we got to get Craig and uh, Pastor Williams on here at the same time. We can do that, but first we have to do speed round with Craig next time. <gasps> Crap, speed round. No? You can do it today. Okay, it's already late because but you guys did put a GoFundMe up for me, right? For me, you, yeah. No, for me, no, you, you right, said for, for me, yeah. For I, me. You said me. Joe put it up for me, so I did. It's up for me. <laughs> you. <laughs> 
This was what we did at staff meetings. So uh, now we will look at the dog. Look at his mouth. Perfect innocence. He's in a coma and his mouth is open and it's it's kind of gross. I'm not sure what that is. Probably gonna want to get that's that his eyes out. rolled up in his head. <laughs> Seriously, okay. Uh, what are we doing? Praying. All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Jesus, thank you for this holy, joyful, beautiful man who hungers and thirsts for what is right. You promised that those who do so will have their fill. We ask that you bless all of us listening today, all of us blessed by him, to hunger and thirst for what is right. We know it's better on the cross with you than anywhere without you. And I ask that your Holy Spirit descend on his beautiful family and meet their every need. Strengthen them, heal them, bless them, show them the joy that they give so many. We pray for all who work in and for the church as lay employees. We pray, Lord, that you bless them for their generosity with their gifts and talents and time, that you bless them for the sacrifice they make for all of us. Bring people to you, Lord. Bring them to you. for all of the people that we worry about and all of the circumstances that we fret about. We give them to you, Lord, because we love you and we trust you. And may the blessings of Almighty God come down upon you and remain with you forever, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, you beautiful people. I will see you tomorrow for question and answer. Craig will see you the next time he comes to the show, unless he dies. <laughs> Carrie hates it when I make that joke. He loves that crap. I'm a heart patient. Oh, yeah. Please don't die, because then I'll feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> or how's this? If you're going to die, wait till I go. If but really, think. If something happens to him, you're adopting all six of those kids. Yeah, I'm in. Actually, we have it written into our will that he is not adopting. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's a thing actually he's, about legally actually, I can't go near them. No, actually yeah. there is a restraining order yes. against him. Once they're 25 <laughs> and have bodyguards, I think I can say yes. hello. Yes. Yeah. Nice uh, thought. Um, but <laughs> nope, as far away as possible. <laughs> In fact, I want to ensure their well-being. His wife is instructed to move 800 square miles. Right. So they don't really want to leave Westphalia. Joe's close by. Heading out. Uh, but no, all kidding aside, uh, I hope we get to see you again here on the Me show. Yeah. I'm so grateful to Jesus for you, bro. Same. And And you guys, I'm so blessed that you tune in all the time. Thank you so much. Next week, we should have an exciting announcement for you about our podcast. And in the meantime, if you would, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's Joe in Black Ministries. And we would love to grow that audience. Uh, so God bless you all. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Is it over? No, it's never over.